welcome back to the Epic Release Adventures podcast. Today it's myself and Timmy. We're running just a duo squad. And we're going to put down episode number three. <clears throat> Our main topic for this episode is going to be social media and how the outdoor industry uses it and things that happen on social media. But before that, we will talk about the current events that are happening with us. Tim, last weekend, what happened with you? CrossFit comp. Getting some rest, healing up. <laughs> Taking a week off of working out and trying to get healed back up. Well-deserved week off. How, how'd the comp go? It went well. We finished better than anyone thought we would. Took second in RX. Five points behind first. Attacked one watt a little off would have made all the difference but uh we had fun hey that's what it's about um, i've moved on to the next stage of my physical therapy and have added a little bit of weight to my um exercises i guess that they're having me do and having me do at home and i am definitely sore a little sore this week <laughs> that's right and then i also tried to catch my neighborhood on fire by neighborhood, I mean the countryside beside me. Burn it down. Yeah, it's not a good sign when someone calls you and tells you, hey, the fire department just got toned out close to your house because there's a big old brush fire and <laughs> it's on your land. <laughs> My favorite part was, you could probably see it if you looked out your back door. Yeah, definitely could. <laughs> oh. oh, shit, that's my field. So, uh, and then uh, we, me and Timmy have, uh, today we went out and, gathered up our trail cameras that we still had out on one place and did a little looking for some sheds didn't locate any might still be a little early for most of them but I did find one the other day while I was fighting fire <laughs> so <laughs> shed hunting fighting fire same thing yeah and then we brought his camper back and just kind of getting ready for this weekend because... got a dillo yeah you did get that's an armadillo that's always a good day so... kill an armadillo it is it is weird. You walk this property, and you can't go ten yards without seeing a hundred holes dug up by these things. How many? How many have you killed since you had the place? Just on that place, I'm up to just six. Oh, just six. There. Just six. But that's equal to about one a day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Out here at the home place last year is 126. Just here. Oh, that's crazy. I love armadillos. Not. Yeah. So, well, and then we got the camper because we're getting ready for this week. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Let's roll, baby. With our Kansas City Chiefs in it again. Back to back. Going to pull it off. We're going to win. I feel like we can. We're going to do it. So far for the week, what's been your favorite take of all the stuff that's going on. I love the booze. I love the booing more than the cheering. <laughs> yeah. Like Kelsey said, gets you fired up, make you want to play right now. Right. I my my big takeaway for the week is it seems that since they've gotten there, San Francisco's done nothing but make excuses. Just another business trip. The boys are ready to go. Yeah. They're ready to play. So we are we are going to go up to my uncle's. Uh, we've had a Super Bowl party there 
for the last well, four years, uh, last four times. Yeah, so five years. I don't remember if I went there for the Bengals, Rams. Hmm. Almost feel like I came here. I think that one you did. Come okay, in. we didn't have one for that one. The Chiefs weren't in it. You know, one out of the last five years, I had to go somewhere else. <laughs> so America's team also quickly approaching America's most hated team. Right. Everyone hates the winner, bro. Yep. It's all right. So, um, I don't know if you've heard of this, but um, were you aware? Did you hear anything about the bow fishman that drowned on Stockton? I did not. So, just this last week, uh, a couple guys went out to do a little bow fishing on Stockton. Um, I, From what I heard and seen, I think the one was in the boat, the others went to get the trailer or the truck, and something happened, whether it got throttle got hit or something, he got thrown from the boat and he was out, you know, away from the shore and um, you know, had all this warm clothes on mm. and you know, basically they couldn't stay afloat. So So was it when they were it wasn't when they were loading the boat then? It I, it was either when they had just put in or were coming out. I can't rem- I don't I don't remember the details on that part. But it goes to show Anything can happen anytime you're out in the outdoors. Um, you know, talking to some of my water patrol buddies and stuff, this is a key example of why you wear a life jacket. Um, you know, even as a you know, fairly strong swimmer myself, um, a buddy of mine who is a water patrol officer, he fishes a lot himself. He wears a life jacket every time he goes out. The and whole time? The whole time he's out there? When he's, like, fishing and there's, like, Trolling, yeah, yeah. Not most of the time. Not so when the motor's on, he's got a vest yeah. on. He he's what well, he said he did. He actually he has his life jacket connect to his kill switch. Mm, yeah. And so he will have it on. Actually, he might keep it on a little bit longer because he says when he you know runs down the lake and he gets up to fish, it kills the motor when he he just lets it kill the motor by the kill switch. Oh, because the kill switch is attached and to now, his vest. He wears you know the. Like the straps that inflate. When no, you, I was gonna like, say, is it the inflatable? Yeah, so okay. not not a full, you know, like the old school one. Good boy, Rice. That's right. Um, other news going on. Man, I that sucks though. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. How old was the guy? I I don't know those. I guess I should have looked it up, but it was I mean, just a, life's a life. Whether you're thirteen or yeah. forty three or ninety three. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously he had a couple guys that he was going bow fishing with, so he probably had some people at home also. So, um, on a lighter note, have you seen the video that keeps, I mean, I've seen it on the face on Facebook multiple times, and it's supposedly here in Missouri, and they're calling it a panther in a field. Someone filmed out the truck. A panther. Yeah, you know. Hmm. I, I personally think it's a house cat. Um, there's nothing. Not. I have not seen this video. Okay. Well, Josh shared it the other day to me. I thought maybe he shared it to the group chat. Um, it's going around, and everyone's, you know, asking panther, bobcat, but it has a long tail, so then they're talking it's a, you know, a panther of some well, sort. Well, it's not a bobcat, then. Right. It's um, a tiger. So, uh, everyone always has videos. I've seen some, some house cats that are huge, and I think it's just a big, big house cat out there. But I swear up and down, I saw a mountain lion once. I think I've seen one twice in Missouri, and then I've seen one in Colorado. MDC, uh, 
they deny it every time. They're yeah, it's but, not as but bad they've now. Kind of, they've kind of came around a little bit. Yeah, because they've realized they've passed through, and there's been some. Um, one of the places I hunted as a kid, there was a mountain lion seen there multiple times, um, by multiple people, and then one time when I was driving, I think I saw one, but you know, it is what it is. Big cat. Yeah. And then once in Colorado, one crossed the road in front of us. Yeah. Like one of the service roads up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So. All right. I'd have to say that's the animal I have the most respect for while hunting here or out west. I mean, out west, you have a much better chance of running into one. Right. Bears, I have a very unhealthy right. neglect of fear towards any kind of bear. And, but and, and we've but talked cats, about cats. Oh, dude. I, I'd come on well, cause you I don't, saw a cat. Because you don't even know they're there. Well, yeah. Yeah, the same way with a bear. They're extremely quiet coming and going, but I feel like even more so with cats. Yeah, I think so, too. When I was hunting out west two years ago in Wyoming, when Mike and I had the goats, <clears throat> there was some guys out there hunting with, with llamas. We went up and talked to them, and this is when we were thinking about getting goats. And uh, we're picking their brain on the llamas and asking where they'd gone, this and that. And they had, they actually had an encounter with a mountain lion uh, guy in their hunting party. Um, had to fire a couple rounds out of a pistol to scare it off in the exact area we were going. So uh, old Timmy boy carried a pistol from there on out. <laughs> you know, it's just funny you say that because like, I would think a llama is like the epitome of what a mountain lion would want to have to go after. <laughs> they go, mmm, that looks tasty. Look at, oh, no, look at that neck. Oh, man, that thing's juicy. <laughs> but, I mean, they attack by the neck, and that's it's just wide open. Big old long neck on there. Yeah, yeah. Llamas taste way better than goats. Yeah. <laughs> to a, to uh, a cat. Yeah. Okay, so we'll move on. We'll we'll get to talking about the main the main juice of this episode and I came up I thought of this this topic this week be, due to something that I saw myself on Facebook and just got me thinking and uh kind of hit Timmy up and Josh and you know said that we might talk about it so we're going to do our best to to shed some light on it ourselves chat a bit yeah a little chat so <clears throat> what it is what it is a main Thing that I want to talk about is that for the outdoor industry, or I shouldn't say industry, I don't know why I say it like that, the outdoor community, community, yes, and, and hunting specifically, we are our own worst enemies, it seems like to me, and everything that's on Facebook is negative, and we are the, we're so quick to attack each other, and, and whether it be you know, a picture of a deer. I mean, what, when you see someone post a picture of a buck on one of the Facebook groups or whatever, generally within the first five comments, what do you see? Unfortunately, and the thing that I hate the absolute most is unfortunately you see some other hunter uh, downplaying somebody's recent stuff for whatever reason. I mean, it's always in their eyes. It's not. It's always big enough, or it wasn't. 
should have let that one go another year. Or, yeah. you know, if you wipe milk off its lip and you shot that Dude, one. Dude, if I had a nickel for every time someone said that to me for some of the deer I shoot. You'd have 50 cents. <laughs> I'd have a, I'd have an, yeah. A couple dollars. I would have quite a bit. Yeah. So. um, Which it, is fine. I love the haters. Bring it. But. It's just it's 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 sad. It's but, what I hate the most. You know, we we catch enough hate from everyone else in the world. Uh, you know, people, the the groups that are trying to shut down hunting. You know, you see multiple counters now with hunter harassment, and then here we are attacking our own you know fellow outdoorsmen. And um, yeah, there's a big enough target on our back from anti-hunters or people that don't understand why we do what we do they don't understand it's a passion all they see is bloodshed all they see is us taking the life of something else why are we attacking our own right um this why? week this there's week no, there's no sense the None. one zero the one that i saw this week that got me was um another well my brother-in-law he has his he has his own um outdoor group uh, white tails and white lines we'll probably eventually have him on here and he's just he's just posting his bow for sale and uh he wanted to post his bow for sale he chose a couple pictures to show the bow from a photo shoot that they'd done earlier on this year and in one of the po- photos there's a little boy climbing up a ladder stand to him Getting in the stand with him, yeah. his hand was outreached, reaching out the, for him, yeah, helping the little guy into the stand. Yep, and it was obviously it was a staged photo. Yeah. Oh yeah. And right away, only comments that were on there were, you know, that boy needs to have a harness on. Oh, that's unsafe. Oh, you know, whatever it was. It was. How, it was, how many comments did you see? Hey, kudos. Yeah. Nice job getting youngster in the outdoors. None. There was away absolutely... from video games, yep. away from all the away from the TV, from yeah. the boob tube. Nice yeah. job getting him outside. How yep. many of those? Absolutely did you see? none. And you know, he you know, he put back, he commented back, he said there was someone standing below him and it was a short ladder. You know, only had like two sections. I was about to say wasn't it was under ten foot. Yeah, it was it was just like two it was sections. A stage photo, as you're saying. Yeah. Right. Which doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter if it was fifty foot up or if it was five foot up. Yeah, and 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 there was someone behind below him just in case, you know. I mean, he he was, I don't know, what seven eight years old probably. Yeah, the kid. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, I made a comment about, you know, that we're all bashing, but also said like, you know, we're getting soft as ourselves as a community because, as a kid, I climbed probably thirty feet in a tree without any. I mean, that's what I did as a kid. Just I'd go find a tree and I'd climb it. And yeah, there was a risk, and I could have gotten hurt, and you know, I actually probably did get hurt a few times, but some bumps and scrapes, and no, nothing broken. I got lucky, but I've heard of people breaking arms and stuff falling out of trees, and it's a natural occurrence. Everyone's pretty big and strong and tough behind a keyboard, right? And that is, I think, keyboard as, warriors are out in full force. Yeah, um, I think there's a right and wrong time to address something. Yes, and uh, publicly through a keyboard, right? That and that is not, in my opinion, the right time to address something. No, and 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 you know, if you see something that's egregious, 
obviously, you know, you, you know, you bring light to it. Another one that I see all the time is, which people people ask for it with this, but you'll see on these things, it's like, how how's my draw look? Or how, how's my form look? And it's, it's by a still photo. And it's somebody shooting a bow. And, I mean, it's always, oh, it looks too long. 90% of the time, it, oh, looks too long. You need to take a couple inches off your draw. When really... I'd say 90% of the time, it's just a person has a bad form as how they stand. They need to lean into the bow because they're leaning back. It's not because the draw is too sh- too long for them. I I can shoot. My bow that I shoot, my my bow is 27 and a half inch draw. Uh, I shot 28 for a long time, and I finally shortened it to 27 and a half um, due to you know, tree stand hunting mostly and you know having bigger clothes on at times. But I can shoot all the way up to a 29 inch draw, and I can shoot it just fine. I'm more comfortable. I can be more relax, um, more consistent with a shorter draw that fits me. But you know, also I can make it look like a 29 looks just fine. Well, I was gonna say. I mean, when you ask that question on any kind of social platform, you're you're putting target on your back. You're really opening yourself up. But I'm gonna say you can make a uh, the exact same bow look way too long mm-hmm. or way too short. Based off the camera angle, yes, right. So and depending on how the camera set up, depending on how the person took the photo when he or she is at full draw, uh, that's going to make a big difference. Now you're getting into that trick photography. Oh man, I know <laughs> all about that trick photography. <laughs> a little little side note: me and Timmy have been accused of trick photography a few times when we're taking pictures of our deer. <clears throat> There's just a right and a wrong way to do it. And I grew up. With the wrong way, my uncle, my dad. I mean, I have multiple pictures. I, I, like, I don't know if it's the wrong way. Okay. It's just another You're right. way. You're right. But, uh, but I mean, we had pictures of deer in the back of the truck, just laying in the back of the truck, or someone reaching down and like holding it up, or yeah, you not, know, nothing wrong with someone, that. It's just different. Someone 15 feet away, standing up, as high, you know, as tall as they can be, taking a picture of someone, you know, crouched down behind a deer. And you know, and just you know, getting into seeing what other people do and learning, and I mean, your wife doing photography, you know, learn that hey, you know, you get down there on that level, maybe even just a tad lower, and you know, you're up close enough that it still fills the frame, but you know, makes make it does it does I mean, the deer more I mean, justice. With any kind of photography angle, it's everything. I don't care what you're taking pictures of. Right. So, really, um. With our with our Facebook and our um, Instagram and heck now we're even on X, uh, not not super active. I kind of left that one to Josh. But our main thing that we're wanting to go for here now is we want to promote positivity, and and you know give kudos where kudos are needed, and you know congratulate people, give you a place to share, you know what you have. I mean we welcome people to email us. Um, our email is epicreleaseadventures at gmail dot com, and you know we that way we can you know share your stories, your hunts. You know maybe eventually we'll even get some people, you know, to get on here and tell their stories, share what they know, share what they've experienced, and um, you know hopefully give a brighter side or a more positive side to the outdoor community and. I mean, getting people involved is is huge, 
And I know I've not always been the best. I get a little bit um, nervous about, you know, more people or losing losing places or having to share share a good spot, like when you find a good, you know, conservation area or public land. But I've learned now, you know, more recently that that's good. It's good to have see other people. Yeah, when you pull up at 30 minutes before dark to a public land that you're going to go out, you think you have a bird roosted in there for turkey season, and there's two pickups in the parking lot, it, it's kind of like a, a kick in the nuts sometimes. But that's that's other people. And you don't know if those people have brand new hunters with them, some kids with them, or if it's just another guy who he was out the two days before you were there and he saw the turkeys there, he roosted them there, and that was the first day he had off that he could go. So, Is there one that gets you more than another? Is there one scenario as far as hunters bashing other hunters that gets you more than than others? Um, I I think probably the just the always talking down to people, um, their deer and stuff. Like, you know, if if you're happy shooting a forkhorn and it's legal in you know your area, and you're happy and that's what you want to do and that's putting meat in your freezer, I mean, go for it. Um, you know, there's you know, we've talked about how we're trying to manage your your new place and, and start kind of, you know, this year one buck was taken off of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had some good ones on camera, but because we have taken the time, we've hunted long enough, and we want to give or have the opportunity of harvesting more mature deer, and, I mean, I say m- more mature because that's, you know, kind of the way to say it, but, I mean, in all honesty, bigger bucks. I oh, mean, yeah. We, yeah. A big buck is what we like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we both pass up every single year. We're, we're both passing up bucks that would go into the Missouri Big Bucks. Right. Or, a lot of times, bucks that would make the Pope and Young list. Yeah. And, and that's fine. That's just where we're at. Right. But, but I'm not going to. If you go, if someone else goes out to their place and shoots, you know, a little basket rack. Yeah. 70-inch deer. Yeah. Go for it. Absolutely. That's what gets me to. Yeah, I I cannot stand that. Absolutely hate it. Yeah. To the point to where I get furious about it. Yeah. If, if, who are you to condemn, or who are you to pass judgment on someone who? I don't care if it's their first year. If it's their first year, and you're sl- you're you're throwing some some slander their way, dude. I don't want to. I don't even want to hear about it. Yeah. I'm gonna come and, unglued. I don't. But I don't care if it's their first year or well, their tenth yeah. year. That's what I was if they say. are content shooting whatever, I don't care if it's a cow horn spike or if it's a six point or if it's a 150-inch 10-pointer. Yeah. If you didn't shoot it, keep your mouth shut. And and I don't think people have to. And, uh, and so, like, it's gotten so bad now that people, okay, so you asked, I guess, my biggest. The one that bothers me is it's gotten so bad that people post their pictures on Facebook, maybe even their own Facebook, not sharing it to a group, and their um, comment or their you know post have a picture of the deer and say, "Not my biggest," or "He's a little little bit smaller than I thought," but I I've been having a hard season, or you know they're they're like making an excuse before they post the picture. They're mm-hmm. already saying they're downplaying it, so that way well, they don't get hit as hard. Unfortunately, they probably know what's coming, yep. so they're putting disclaimer out there, and you right. should not have to do that. Yep. That's what gets me the most. So, we both, we already know. 
what's made this worse what's made what's made this hunter slander this uh well it's, this shade between us hunters what's made it worse social media social media yeah yeah i mean obviously so i remember i mean you mean you both the back to the the good old monster buck videos and so one of the first things that happened with Monster Bucks that I remember, you know, is we would always get the new Monster Buck, take it to deer camp, and every time they kill a deer, what was in the top corner? Well, faster than what you wanted it to be there because you wanted to guess with your buddies, <laughs> your other viewing partners, yeah. you wanted to guess. Sometimes we'd pause it. Yeah. It was, just, it was, it, you'd see a deer come in, hunt was quick and fast, and up in the upper right-hand corner, there was a number. A Pope and Young or Boone and Crockett score. Yep. There was a number on what that deer and scored. And from and then at, and at that time now granted, at the time, like you said, we made it a game. We liked it. It was cool. But it put a number on deer. It put a this is an epitome of what to kill. And yeah, when they put shot a, it them, put a score on them. It almost put a rank on there them. Was, and there was never a deer shot on Monster Bucks, obviously. I mean it's called Monster Bucks. Yeah. But Never one that was under 120 inches. Oh, no. You could count your 120s on one hand. Right. I was going to say 130. And I, I don't think probably. that was Bill Jordan's no. prerogative at all. He was just producing something at the time that was brand new. Yep. No one else was doing it. He wanted to put as much as many hunts as he could on one film. And it was great. That's what we cut our teeth on. Yep. Dude, how much do we learn off those videos? Oh, tons. And, and that's honestly how uh, one way we learned to judge deer. Yes. A certain way. Right. Now, we didn't have any proof that 156 deer actually went 156 inches. Right. But it gave you a good idea. And there, you know, you could, there was definitely differences between 150 inch deer and 130 inch deer, but it put that number on it. So, now, and I'm not, and I don't want to come off that I'm th saying that that number, that scoring was, made, was, you know, the end to hunting as we knew, know it. Because I think it did a lot of good stuff. It brought, it brought knowledge to Pope and Young and Boone and Crockett clubs, which do tons for hunting. I mean, you know, they, they're a conservation organization. They put money back into, you know, hunting for us. So Boone and Crockett is a deer that's shot with a firearm. firearm. Pope and Young is a deer that's shot with a archery. Archery equipment, yeah. And Jesus, that was loud. Sorry, got a message there. Now, <laughs> that being said... I mean, we both have deer that are in both. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I've never... Okay, I shouldn't say that. I I have not entered any of mine in Pope and Young or Boone and Crockett. Did, did you order... I I entered my largest Pope and Young. You did do the Pope and Young. But one. the Young... Yeah. So I knew... We did... I do have a couple in Missouri Big Bucks. Um, we used... When they had the... Uh, what was it called? Missouri Big Bucks Classic. Mm-hmm. At, like, Jefferson City. We used to go up there. We'd take our deer. I mean... At that, like I said, official score. here we were. Official measures. Here I am saying, you know, talking about the thing, but we would take our bucks, take them up there, or send them with someone that was going and get them scored. And uh, yeah, I mean, but it, but it's cool to un to know what your deer scores. That doesn't make it any more or any less special, right? Not to us. Yep. No. To some people, it does. And if it doesn't meet a certain number, then then it then they shouldn't shot it, or right. then it then it doesn't validate. And we the took. Kill. And I've taken jumps because for a long time, you know, I shot bas basket racks. Then, you know, I moved up and I got stuck in the 120s for a long time. And 
Yeah, your nickname. Well, right. 120, yeah, 120 Doug. Doug. And, and I was happy shooting those bucks. And, yeah. I mean, a couple of them came off of conservation areas, um, so public land. You know, I hunted hard for a lot of them. I mean, I was climbing, you know, hills and mountains and taking stands in and, you know, climbing that day, and, and it worked, and I was having fun. And um, Bro, I've worked harder for some of the smaller deer I've shot than some of the bigger ones. Right, yeah. Worked harder and hunted harder Yeah. for the smaller ones. And then, you know, I took a step one year. I finally was like, you know what? I'm, I want to shoot a Pope and Young buck. I'm, I'm going to pass the year, and, and um, I'm not, not going to shoot 120. And that year I had ample opportunities to do it, and it was so hard. <laughs> well, I mean, as soon as you don't want to shoot that, that's what oh, you're going to see. I mean, I don't know if I went out a single t- – well, okay, I definitely went out sometimes. But, like, I mean, I, I mean, over I probably was shooting over 60% of the time that I was hunting. I could have shot – you know, 120 inch deer, and I held out. November came, and I shot, you know, a really nice buck, a big eight point, that scored 157 inches. Yeah. And so I mean, I I swamped my my old. I kind of kind of almost screwed myself a little bit because I went so big. And then after that, you know, it kind of came. I went back the next year, shot one that was upper 130s, and then you know, pretty much since then, I've I've stayed in that you know area up. So eventually, I shot a 173 inch deer with my bow. Yeah, I've actually shot a bigger deer with my bow than I have with a gun. So I cannot say that. Are oh, your biggest one is with a gun? Yeah, just barely. 182. Uh, Kansas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But here's muzzle the deal. loader. Not as a muzzle loader. Yeah. 175 with a bow. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't right. Doesn't matter at all. But I mean, people ask. So yeah. It, Here, here's the thing: is like depending on the quality of deer. No, I shouldn't even say that. Depending on the deer that you're shooting and what it scores based off of inches, so many variables. You cannot shoot a 170 if it ain't there. Right. You cannot shoot a 130 if it ain't there. If the best deer you have on the track to land you're hunting is 115 inch and you're happy shooting that 115 inch, shoot it. Yeah. Practice, put in the time, tune your bow, get out there release an arrow shoot it enjoy it savor it yeah. and don't let a single person destroy that or or take away any of the joy not a person don't give them that power don't even do it and and you know and as far as that goes like i was saying before like once you started putting the numbers and monster bucks and stuff another thing that it did was you know it brought about a lot more about um qdma um and you know managing your properties managing the deer herd um, you know, before Monster Bucks, I'd never heard of QDMA or quality deer management. Yep. Um, is it still? Did they change it? It's like I think that's still what it is. Okay. Um, but you know, with that being said, like I feel, I shouldn't say I, I can't prove it. So I feel like from the time where I got serious into bow hunting, more you know, early two thousands, probably about I don't know. We graduated in three, so about that time. Dude, dating us. I know. I feel deer quality all around has improved. Do you feel that way? uh, So that's kind of what I was thinking of and hinting towards when I said there's a lot of variables. We grew up cutting our teeth in the 90s shooting shooting deer. Yeah. Um, Early 2000s, you know, still kicking it now. But the state as a whole goes through different phases 
we've been blessed that we've been going up north for a right. lot of years, north of the Missouri River. We always said you had to go north of the Missouri River to kill big deer. Right. At that time, junior high, high school, when you crossed that Missouri River, there was a crap ton of deer up there and huge deer. Now, are there still big deer up there now? Absolutely. The genetics up there are different. Just like the genetics in Kansas or in Iowa are different than they are here or, mm -hmm. let's say, Kentucky or, I mean, look at Florida deer. Right. They're the size of my lab. Yeah. Labrador. Right. So, but now we have gone through this transition stage where the deer numbers, sheer numbers in, in the deer up north are not near what they used to be. Right. Well, just in the last five to six years, we've noticed... That oh, it's in our where we hunted, huge difference. It yeah. seems like there's a lot bigger deer being shot south, right here, south of home. Missouri. But let's also look at as we have progressed as hunters, as we have progressed as QDMA, mm -hmm. um, you know, followers. Uh, what are we doing more of? Now we're looking more at nutrition. Now right. we're doing that's more was... food plots. Yes, that's now we're doing at. more this or that or whatever you want to call it. And, and prior to CWD, especially, you know, everybody put out a salt lake, some type of mineral. Mm -hmm. Then you have people doing supplemental feeding, food plots going in, people, farmers, or people that farm their land, but they're hunters as well, doing selective, you know, leaving selective crops and stuff for the deer. So, yeah, that's what I meant by quality. I, meant, I should just say health, the health of the herd. Yeah. Um, deer health, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a time frame where. You know, our dads were one of them. Oh, yeah. It depends where you grew up, too. When I was or, a kid. Up, because my dad, back in the day, you never passed on a deer. Right. As soon as you saw a deer, that was that was your deer. The first buck you saw in gun season, that was your deer. The, the oh, yeah. idea of passing on a deer well, for the hope of a bigger deer coming along would just absolutely dumbfound some people. Oh, yeah. When I, when I started hunting, you know, gun hunting at a... Was it 11, Missouri? Is that when 12. we were at? I think it was 12. Back in the day, it was 12, okay. wasn't it? What, it was right, Back 11 when you used to have to take your test and sit through a class. And yeah, and so, you know, when I did that, you know, that was for, still a time. For, our, for uh, firearm. For firearm hunting, yeah. And we would, I mean, opening morning, we went, we all went and sat somewhere. And, um, I mean, I still remember my first, I actually remember my first set ever. And um, I, oh, can, I can tell you, well, there was... It was a memorable hunt. Um, I didn't get a deer, but I had a really nice deer. Probably one of would have been, at the time, possibly been the biggest buck that any of my hunting group would have shot at that time. Mm. Like 20 yards from me. And I threw my scope up and I couldn't see, but. Was it on hair. nine? Yes. Was it was yep. magnification? Yep, turned magnification up too much? at nine. Oh, yeah. That's a, yeah. And I was sitting on the ground. Done that lots of times. There was a fallen tree and I was sitting on one side of it. My grandpa was with me. He was sitting on the other side. And he heard me take my safety off. But then I didn't shoot, mm -hmm. and then he jumped, he turned around and looked, and the deer, by that time, was already nervous, took off running, and I'm pretty sure he jumped up and took a shot. Um, obviously, we didn't get it, and uh, you know he asked me why I didn't shoot, and I was like, I, I couldn't see it. All I could see was brown, and I mean, I, buck fever probably played a big role. Yeah, well, how old were you? Would you say 12? Yeah, 11 or 12, whatever it yeah. was. And so, but then from there, we all regrouped, and, you know, oh, so-and-so shot this, so-and-so shot this. And then we started doing deer drives. And my grandpa wanted us to shoot as many deer as we could 
by that evening, because that evening, after we hunted that evening, we went back to my grandpa and grandma's house, his shop. We had all the deer hung up, and we formed an assembly line, and we started skinning, cutting, quartering, separating, processing. Weighing. I mean, it, and it was, and and then that all got divvied out to all the family, and that was what we ate all year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it you know times changed as we all kind of, you know, careers took off and different things. We started, hey, you know, we don't need ten deer a year for mm-hmm. the family, and you know, things got started getting pushed more towards horns. And, um, you know, some, I remember, I remember my uncle and my dad not shooting deer when we did drives and my grandpa getting mad. Oh yeah. And being like, well, why are we even doing this? We're not going to shoot. And it's like, well, we don't want, we, we got deer. I, I think that's, I think that's a lot of the old timer mentality yeah. versus new age. If you want to call it that Yeah. back in Pennsylvania, where my family's from, their thought process is you have to shoot a buck every year. You yeah. have to. Right. And they have dozens of deer on the wall just uh not the full skull mount not a european mount but where they cut the skull caps yes cut the cut the cut the horns out with the skull and it's fine but the reason why pennsylvania is not known as as one of the big buck states is because for whatever reason just because of decades of this mentality they have forked horns little bitty six pointers sometimes a little basket rack eight and then every, not everyone, but generally they'll have a pretty decent buck on the wall, maybe in the house, but they all have dozens of little bucks. Yeah. Just because their mentality is, you have to shoot a buck. If right. you don't shoot, I don't know if it's you're less of a hunter or what it is. But um. And again, I mean, if that's if you are one of those and you have to shoot a buck every year, shoot it. Yeah. But. Don't give a disclaimer if you're going to post about it. Or if you're talking to someone, don't give a disclaimer. Yeah. If, if you're not going to be happy about it, if you're not going to take some pride in your harvest, in your kill, then why are you even doing it? I, I mean, I get, when I know I'm going to shoot a doe, I get excited about shooting a doe. So, a uh, little bit about me. I actually get more nervous on does than I do on bucks. Yeah. I obviously, I shoot. You shoot a lot of does. I shoot yeah. probably five to one, maybe more, maybe more like yeah. seven or eight to one. Possibly, yeah. Now, we differ in this, and not because you think you have to shoot a deer every year, but just because you're a good enough hunter that you do and you put in the time. Have you ever gone a season without shooting a buck with your bow? Um, So I looked it up. I actually have a paper somewhere. I don't have it with me. But I think 2011... So you have one. 2011 was the last time I didn't shoot a buck. Okay. With my bow. So, and that's fine. That's and when I first started, and then before that, like, it, there was, I was sporadic just because I was young and I, yeah. you know, hadn't shot a lot. And then, yeah. so. Yeah, and that's, and that's fine. That's what, what your goal is. You know, rub some funk on it. Rock it. Yeah. Um, I will say I, that I, 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 don't, I am a person that you start getting to November and I haven't shot a buck, I start getting nervous. Yeah. And and I mean that's me. That's what I want to do. I mean that's I put the effort in. I want I want to go out and get a good buck. I mean yeah. this year, I hadn't even hunted hardly, just due to everything else going on. Yeah. And you know when we went to our our deer camp, and it got to be sixty degrees, mm-hmm. and we weren't seeing a lot of deer at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I I was like, dang, this is gonna be rough. Yeah, it's a rough year. And you know, lo and behold, I kept 
kept at it, kept doing my thing. Yeah. And well, and the deal with you is like you're even if you want to shoot a buck every single year, you're not shooting a smaller buck just to have your quote unquote buck for the year. No, no, I don't. I won't do that. But I mean, where I differ on it, there has been tons of years. Yeah. Going up north, 20 plus years we've been going up north because I knew I was going next year. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't the deer that I wanted, then I was perfectly content shooting does instead of shooting a smaller buck just to have a buck. Dude, I've got a pile of horns right there. Yeah. And and it's fun. It's cool. You get to hold on some horns, you know, make a post. You get to say you shot a buck. Yeah. But in the end, those horns go into a pile 10 feet from me, and the pile's growing. But well, the, that deer cannot get any bigger. You have no opportunity you, to shoot that deer next year because you've harvested it this year. You've also passed deer that hundreds would be super excited to shoot True. Yes. because you thought you had to have a certain type of deer. I've passed on yes, that's true. And there's I've... video evidence of it. So you can't... <laughs> yeah. So. There's a couple I would like to have back but um, that's part of learning. Yep. So That's part of it. With all this being said, um, we've we rambled probably long enough but what we're really wanting, I mean yeah we got in and we started talking about deer and, and our horns and, and that but what we're wanting to put out is we need to start being more positive and treat the outdoor community, especially the hunting community, you know, as a brotherhood. We're, we're all in it together. And, you know, we've even done it on here, and I still will. I'll give people crap or, you know, joust a little bit about about crossbow hunters. Well, you're going to give your hunting buddies crap. That's, yeah. part, that's, that's called hard love. That's how, you, that's how certain people love on other people. And, and you hear it with us with Josh. Fine. We that's give him a hard time all the time. But... If that's what gets you out there, get out there and do it. Now, I will agree, we were salty, we both are, about the rifle seasons this year. We talked about it on the last episode. Which one of the 18 are we talking about? Right, just that, that there was so many. And that wasn't because it was we want to take away opportunity from people, but what we feel like is that it was murky in the waters and taken away from the people who are wanting to get out and get it done with archery equipment. You have from, I mean, what was it, early, like 2000, 2002, when it started opening up in mm-hmm. September instead of October? Yeah. You've had, you know, September 15th, October, through mid-November, that you didn't have a gun going off in the woods. Mm-hmm. And that was your time to hunt deer with a bow before they've been shot at, ran around, I mean... And really, I'll, I'll admit it. One of the things I was the biggest concern of mine with with all these gun seasons is I've seen numerous big deer end of October at a hundred yards. I couldn't shoot them with my bow, and I'm bow hunting. Mm-hmm. What was keeping people from going ahead and shooting that deer with a gun? With we already have telecheck. It's the easiest you know way for people. All you gotta do is call in and say, "Yep, shot a buck tonight." I mean, how often do they get checked? Skirt the truth just a little bit. I, I can't help but think it happens more often. Right. So, so, but let's let's start pushing. I mean, take it. You know, take a step um, in your own your own time on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you do your social media to try to be positive. Try to promote hunting and fishing, and um, you know, encourage people to get involved in it and and 
even encourage them for what they've done. You know, congratulate someone on the buck they killed instead of talking it down. And uh, show some love. Show yeah. some love to your hunters. That's what we're. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. In hunting and in anything else, show some love. You don't know if that person hunted an afternoon. You don't know if they hunted ten days straight, and it doesn't matter if yeah. they shot that deer. And they're proud of it. Give them a congrats. Give yeah. them a great deer. It might not be the deer you would shoot. That's fine. Yeah. They didn't ask your opinion. And and message us on any of our social media accounts. Um, you know, let us know what you guys think of the podcast. Anything you want us to talk about or what you want to see. Um, share your 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 enjoyment, your pictures, photos, whatever you have, and um, you know we'll try to get that out, and we'll try to be positive role models in the outdoor community, and keep spreading, you know, good vibes for everyone. So I think that'll end it for today. Till next time. Shoot straight.